0: Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. So, uh, welcome, welcome to Encounter. We're so glad that you're here. Hopefully you've had an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, you're here. You survived, so you should pat yourself on the back for that. All of uh, that, your house did not burn down. Uh, family did not kill you. Um, you did not kill somebody else, you're not in prison today, so that's, that's great, that's great. Um, and hopefully you and your family had an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving, and you spent some time being grateful and thankful for all the things God's done for you, in the seasons where you have come from, and maybe with anticipation and expectancy of where next season is going to take you. Let's not forget that our gratitude is both past, present, and future. It's it's combined. It's 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 it goes forward. It goes in reverse, and it stays in the present. And so, gratitude is one of those things that uh, looks backwards, but also stretches and reaches forwards. Um, and we've got a lot to be thankful for. We've got a lot to be grateful for, and God's done amazing things. I'm going to spend our time today on our last installment of Into the Beyond, our kind of impromptu, unplanned series uh, that has been. Life transforming, I believe. Thank you for all of the text and all the messages, all the DMs uh, from everyone that you have reached out and said, this has impacted my life. Um, thank you for spending the time in doing that. Uh, I, I know that God's done some great things, and I know that many of you haven't texted or responded or said anything, and God's done something great in your life as well. So um, I'm just thank I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful that God speaks here and now. Uh, and I'm thankful for a church that we're able just to move with the voice of God and allow God's voice to be uh, the prevalent voice in our church. Amen? Mark chapter 8 is where we're going to spend today. A of we're going to spend time in one story and then we're going to move quickly to the other story in Mark 8. Mark 8 and 16 is where we're going to set up and read today. Uh, next Sunday is Baptism Sunday. Don't miss that. In fact I would say if you've never been baptized or uh, you were baptized years and years ago and you're like I don't even know like I don't even know if it meant anything at that point I, I'd encourage you sign up, let's get baptized. I think we've got five or so signed up ready to go next Sunday so that's exciting um, but yeah if, if you if you haven't been baptized get baptized if I would say this, stay around and and celebrate those that are getting baptized next Sunday as well. It's a great, great time. We do that right at the end of service, so stick around for that. And then um, December 22nd is our annual Christmas uh, candlelight service. It's the Friday before Christmas. You don't want to miss that one. Um, So mark that on your calendars now. It is the 22nd at 7 p.m. Candlelight. It's going to be a great, great time. All right, Mark chapter 8, if you've got it, say amen. Amen. It's on the screen behind you, so you don't have a chance to not say amen. It's there. Mark chapter 8, verse 16 says, at this, they began to argue with each other. That sounds like kids riding in a long car ride, right? At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. And Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Like you can hear Jesus getting a little salty right now. Like he's, getting, he's getting a little irritated. He's getting a little frustrated. He's like, don't you know or even understand yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? Like, chill, Jesus. Man, you Just said we didn't have any bread. Like, what what's... What, what, what are you upset about? He said, you have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? I feel this. Right? Don't you remember anything? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet, he asked. I want to just talk today, as we close out into the beyond, I just want to talk today about baskets of leftovers. Baskets of leftovers. Father, I thank you for the moments we've shared, the power of the Holy Spirit that is evident in this place. We ask that you would change our lives, equip us and empower us for the season that we're going into. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, someone said amen. Someone said my mind is open. My heart is ready. I receive it. I believe it. Do it, Jesus. Anyone tired of leftovers yet? Mixed bag today. All right. Um, leftovers can be so, so good. How many enjoys, maybe this is offensive to the person who cooked the dinner, but how many enjoys leftovers almost more than the main meal? I have had not a few of you. Okay. All right. Lefto- there's something special about leftovers like it just i don't know it just marinates longer it it hits differently i know you had turkey at at 2 but turkey at midnight just a little different that roll that you had at 2 it just hits a little different at midnight and uh and maybe, maybe you've spent all weekend uh, having leftovers after leftovers after leftovers. Um, and sometimes leftovers can be like, I'm, I'm done with the leftovers. I'm, I'm through. I'm done with it. I saw a sign from Arby's uh, yesterday. said, why have leftovers when you could have a sandwich? I don't know if I agree with that, but um, I think I would rather have turkey over Arby's. But the problem is sometimes with leftovers is that we've had so many of the leftovers that we just get tired of what we have already eaten. The story that Jesus is showing us, teaching us through this example, I i'm I'm glad this ended up in our our sacred text I'm glad that this ended ended up in the scripture because there's many stories that don't end up didn't end up in the scriptures, but this one ended up in the scriptures and this story shows us that that the disciples had seen god's miraculous power. He fed the five thousand and they picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. He fed the four thousand and they picked up four bat or seven baskets of leftovers and the disciples are still complaining about their provision. They're still complaining that we don't have any bread. We don't have enough. Peter, you were supposed to bring it. He's like, no, that was John's job. And John's like, no, that wasn't mine. And they're bickering back and forth. And Jesus is not concerned about how much bread they have. He's more concerned about how much understanding they have. Because Jesus reminds them, how many leftovers did you have after that miracle? We had 12. We had 12 baskets full after that miracle. Well, how much did you have after the 4,000 were fed? How many leftovers did you have? Well, we had seven. So you had enough bread, you just have forgotten that you had bread. You had enough provision, you just forgot. And I wonder how many times God has to tell us certain things over and over and over again. Have you ever had to tell your kids something over and over and over again? And you're like, don't you understand yet? And I wonder if God is like that to us sometimes, like we continually go through the same thing and maybe you're in a season in your life right now where you're wondering if God will ever provide, if he'll ever answer that prayer or that longing, that hope, that dream that you have, if he'll ever come to pass and you're you're wondering if it will ever take place. And I feel like I've been sent with a mission today to remind you about the residual that God has given you. There's been miracles today that you have had in your life that you are living from the residual of that miracle. And oftentimes we want the big miracle, but we forget about the leftovers that follow the miracle. The miracle was with five loaves and a few fish, but the residual, the leftovers was 12 baskets. The miracle was feeding 4,000 with just a handful of things, but the leftovers was seven basketful of leftovers. And I would say that there in this room is no shortage of needs. That every one of us, if I was to ask the question, how many of you have a need? How many of you have a want? How many of you have a desire? How many of you need a miracle? There's something in your life that unless God doesn't step through, it's going to be devastating, it's going to be a problem, and there's no shortage of needs in the house today. There's no shortage of needs online today. And what I've realized is that every one of us is going to have to pass through the valley of not enough. There's going to be seasons and times that everyone in the house is going to pass through seasons and valleys of not enough. While we may be worried about the bread, Jesus is worried about our understanding. Do we understand what he's trying to do and work in the season and the valley of not enough? So I've decided to change my prayer. Instead of praying and decreeing and declaring and all of that that comes with it, I've decided that Maybe my prayer shouldn't shouldn't sound like god give me and god do this and god do that. My prayer has changed to more of god help my understanding. Maybe your prayer today instead of begging god for more bread, begging god for more in the season of not enough. Maybe our prayer should change to, God, help my understanding. Help me understand what you're doing in this moment. Help me understand what you're doing through this sickness. Help me understand what you're doing through the lack. Help me understand what you're doing through the seasons of, uh, of, of obscurity. and Help me understand what you're doing when, when there's rough seas and when there seems to be not enough. Help me understand stand. Because if we truly believe that God is great, and God is our provider, and God is all-sufficient, and God takes care of our needs, if we truly believe in Psalms 23 that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want... He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He, he, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He, he leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. And, and, and his rod and his staff, and they comfort me. And he sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And my cup overflows. If, if I were to really believe the God of the Bible, this personal relationship that I have with this almighty God, then maybe my faith and my trust Is already placed in him, but my prayer needs to change to help me understand. God, help me understand your ways today. Help me understand the trial that I'm going through. Help me to understand that I know that you are my healer, and even while I'm sick, you can still be a healer. That even when I don't have enough, you can still be my provider. That even though we're dealing with adversity and and, and hardship in us, I know that you are my savior and I know you're my redeemer and I know that you can take me out and I know this because of the leftovers that I have in my life. I know I need a miracle of more bread right now, but I want to look back at the baskets of leftovers that I have. Today, you and I have Baskets of leftovers that God has done in your life. And my provision today needs to look back and go, God's given me basket after basket after basket. So my prayer changes to help me understand. Help me understand. Because the leftovers are a reminder of the miracles. So I would challenge us today... To not resist the residual. Don't resist the residual. Maybe the season you're in is not a season of the miraculous, but it's a season of the leftovers. All the things God's given you throughout your life. All the things God's blessed you with. We have Americanized God. We've Americanized God in the fact that we want better next more. We're never satisfied. I mean, my kids and I, we've been talking about how many iPhones come out once a year. So suddenly if you have an iPhone 12, you're a dinosaur. That was only three iPhones ago. You're all right. You'll live. But we're always looking for what's better. We're always looking for what's next, what's, what's, what's on the other side of this. And we forget to take a moment to look back To tap into our past without actually getting trapped in our past. See, so many times we're looking at at trying to to, uh, leave our past where it belongs. Pumbaa said it best, in the behind. Like like back there. It, it, It leaves it there. But sometimes you need to tap into your past but not get trapped in your past. Not get so locked into what has happened to you that you can't ever tap into what's happened to you because some of us can look back and we now look back and go, oh, we, knew, we now know God was in that. Do I have anybody in the house that you went through a season where you didn't have enough money, but now on the other side of it, you go, oh, now I know what God was doing there. Maybe you had a, had a moment that, that a family member was sick or you were sick, and you look back over that and you now look and say, oh, I saw God's hand in it now. I didn't see God's hand in it then, but I see God's hand in it now. God was there with me because the leftovers that we're dealing with today are a reminder of the miracles that we have experienced. So when we're lacking in provision... What we're actually doing is we're lacking in perspective. It's not that we're actually lacking in provision at all. It's that we're lacking in perspective. The provision's there. Jesus, the, the disciples are arguing about the bread. We don't have enough. We don't, we don't. Who didn't bring the bread? That, why, didn't, why didn't we have somebody designated to bring the bread? You ever showed up to a, a party or a meal and somebody forgot the drinks or the chips or the turkey? Or, and you're like well, who was supposed to do that? Well, I don't know. It wasn't in the group chat. Uh, chat. And, and then you look back in the group chat and then it was your name. You're like... And the disciples are at that moment, who, who didn't bring the bread? Who, who was signed up but didn't actually follow through with this? And Jesus was not worried about the provision. He was worried about their perspective. So may I present to you today that I don't actually believe we have a provision problem. We have a perspective problem. Because Jesus' response to them was not, poof, he made bread on the boat. Jesus' response to them was, don't you understand yet? Yet. Like this is this is the guy who created bread to feed 5000 and to feed 4000 who broke it and blessed it and it multiplied. He could have done that right then. But that's not his concern. His concern was not to give them an instant miracle. His concern was for them to look back at all the miracles they have received up until this point, And for them to know that they are secure and they are safe with Jesus with them. And for their understanding to be open, not for them to have more bread. So your provision is not the problem. It's the perspective that's the problem. Because when I lose my perspective... On God's priorities I'm always going to be lacking in my provision when I lose my perspective when when, when my perspective is lost on the good things that God has for me and the good things God has done for me and the great things that I've experienced and the leftovers the baskets of leftovers that I have when I lose my perspective I will always be lacking in my provision and then there's two extremes that come from that one is denial we start denying where we exist and and, and denying things about uh, uh, what we've had. Have you ever have you ever been around or been in a situation where where you've dealt with the denial? Uh, maybe it's maybe it comes in the form of false humility. I'm fine. We're okay. I'm all good. And inside, you're crumbling. You're dying. Things are falling apart. Things are not good. We go into denial mode. We 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 start denying. Things, Or maybe we've gotten to the point where we start denying that God's ever done anything for us. Have you been there? Gotten to the point where it's hard to even see the baskets of leftovers because of the problem that's in front of you? Because of the hunger pains that you're dealing with? The feeling of the lack of provision? You, you feel like maybe, maybe God's never done anything for you and you forget because your perspective has been blinded because of the adversity that you're facing. Jesus's hope today is that your eyes would be open not to see and long and hope for an instant miracle, but that you would look back at the baskets of leftovers that he has done in every season of your life. He has healed your body before. He has saved your marriage before. He has provided for you before. Some of you didn't have any food, but God provided for you. Some of you didn't have any finances, and God provided for you. Some of you had struggling and, uh, situations and and addictions and mental problems and things that and God has provided for you I just want to remind you today that it's not time to sit in denial that God has never done anything it's time to look back at the baskets full God has is- Like, do you remember one time? God's like, I I want you to remember yesterday and the day before and the day before that and the year before that and the years before that. And I've provided from you from the day you were born. You have been a living miracle. And today, you can look back at the baskets of leftovers that God has provided for you all along the way. Is there anybody in the house that you can look back at the baskets that God has given you and just give him praise for five seconds and thank him that he has been... The God of the leftovers. He's the God of the leftovers. And when we start going through the denial, we end up slipping into the despair. The despair, the hopelessness. Am I ever going to get free from this? Am I ever going to see a better day? Am I ever going to get to the other side? Am I ever going to get into this thing? Am I ever going to get beyond this? Are we ever going to have enough bread? And the danger of these two extremes is that you become so hyper-focused and aware of what you don't have that you forget about what you do have. We get so hyper-focused of what I don't have that we forget what we do have. Jesus is like, I know you don't have bread, but you have baskets waiting for you. You had 12 when I fed the 5,000, and you had 7 when I fed the 4,000. The beautiful thing about God is that He doesn't just feed the multitudes and leave you stranded. He actually provides more in the leftovers than He does in the miracle. God's power, His infinite wisdom is not so that you are provided for once and that's you're done. But God's infinite wisdom is that That miracle would then continually be provided for. Some of you have been—you've lied to yourself. The enemy's lied to you, but you—you feel like you keep slipping and messing up. That you've never gained actual ground. You've never gotten victory. I would like to say today that you should celebrate every victory that you have won, because those victories are proof that you're going to win the battle that you're in right now. In fact, for some of you today, you're dealing with a sickness in your body, but God wants to remind you of the times He has healed you, and you need to start celebrating the times He has healed you because He's going to heal you again. You you need to look back at the times where God has restored your marriage and I know your marriage is struggling now but look back at where God has brought you from and you start looking at the baskets of, of leftovers and realize that God isn't just healing your marriage one time and he's done, he's left it but he wants to make sure that that marriage has baskets of leftovers to carry you into the next season. Don't get so hyper aware, so hyper focused on what you don't have that you forget about what you do have. And when you continually walk around talking about having no bread, you're going to get what you talk about. In, in our house, we don't, we, don't, we don't talk about how bad we are, or how stupid we are, or how dumb we are, or how ugly we are. My kids know we, we correct that pretty quickly. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. You're not bad, you made a mistake, okay, let's get up, let's go. Here's the good things in your life and 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 the thing is the more we repeat the negative traits and characteristics, the more we continually internalize and then we manifest what we talk about. Maybe the reason why we have no bread is because we're talking about having no bread. We're actually creating a world about with no bread and 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 we say things like we don't have any bread because we are afraid that tomorrow we won't have any more bread. We talk about not having any bread because we have a fear of not knowing what's ahead. The, the ahead, the beyond has not yet been revealed to us. So I would say we actually don't have a bread problem. We have a word problem. We actually don't have a bread problem. We have a word problem and Jesus illustrates this when he was led into temptation in Luke chapter 4 and the bible says then Jesus being filled with the holy spirit returned from the jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing and afterward in the beyond afterward it was it was after the temptation after the things he had gone through after the hunger when they had ended he was hungry and the devil said to him, have you ever had moments where you're just hungry and the devil talks to you? Like you're, you're struggling, you're, you're dealing with the problem and, and then all of a sudden the doubt comes, the fear comes, the anxiety comes, the worry comes, the depression comes, the despair comes, the, it just comes. But Jesus answered and said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word Of God. In his desperate moment of hunger, where he could have turned the very stones into bread, when he could have eaten in the wilderness, in his hunger, he made a declarative statement. That man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May I say today that maybe the provision that we're lacking is not a bread problem, it's a word problem. Maybe the word of God is what's lacking in our life, not the bread. Maybe what we need to look back on is the words that God has spoken. The word of God is so powerful that it will not return void back to him. Meaning that everything he says will be accomplished and when it gets back to him it will be completed. There is not a word He has spoken over your life that is dead, that is over, that is buried. It is just in a waiting season until it can be completed because there is not one word God has said to you that He leaves it and walks away. It is baskets of leftovers from word after word after word after word after word. So maybe, maybe our prayer should be help me understand your word. Help me understand your word. There's a word, a name for God. We've, many of us have probably heard it. It's, the name is El Shaddai. Have anybody heard that word? El Shaddai. El it's, Shaddai. It's, it's a Hebrew word that combines two God and El and Shaddai, uh, which has multiple meanings. One of them means... Happy Thanksgiving to you, but many-breasted one. God's unique. In fact, the illustration in the Hebrew is is almost like a hog feeding her kids, her little piglets, the many-breasted one. Meaning this, that there is always enough. That he is our supply, he is our provision, and there's always enough for you if you will come and get some. El Shaddai... The provider, the almighty, he is the one that satisfies, that causes you to to have more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. This is that meaning. So when we look at the provision of God, he is not a God that gives you supply once. He is a God that is all-sufficient, that every word he says will come back to him completed and full. Your life is not over if you have a word on it. There's baskets of leftovers waiting for you to consume. You just have to tap into it. So, whatever suffering you're going through, whatever struggle you're dealing with, I want you to remember two things. Two things. Whatever struggle, whatever suffering you're going through, remember two things. Number one, it's only for now. This is not permanent, it's not eternal. Tomorrow is coming. The beyond is going to happen. You're going to get to the other side of this. Everyone's heard the phrase, this too shall pass. It will, I just can't tell you when. So it's not for me to pray, God, get me through. But it's for me to pray, God, help me understand your word now. It's only for now. Your suffering is not... For nothing. It's only for now and it's not for now. The suffering that you're going through, the struggle that you're going through, the trial that you're going through, the thing that you are struggling and dealing with is not for nothing. It will produce something in your life. It will, it will produce something in your life. It'll produce patience. Anybody, anybody have patience birthed in your life out of suffering and hardships? It, it'll, produce, uh, it'll produce great joy on the other side of it. It'll produce a longevity, a tenacity. It'll produce great things in your life. The suffering you're dealing with, it's only for now and it's not for nothing. So the second story in Mark, after Jesus deals with the disciples and their childlike attitude, Jesus is always dealing with their childlike attitude to turn it into childlike faith. You ever seen that? The second story that we get into in Mark chapter 8 and 22 is this, when they arrived at Bethesda, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village, then spitting on the man's eyes. Like, excuse me? No, 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 that was a, that was a typo. The, the scribe miswrote that. That's not what Jesus did. There's no, no. Then spitting on the man's eyes. Could you imagine? uh, There's a blind man. And he hears the sound of someone getting ready to spit on him. Like, Jesus, you got COVID? You okay? All right. Here he is. Then Jesus, spitting on the man's eyes, laid his hands on him and asked... Can you see anything now? Are you as confused about this as I am right now? Takes him out of town like, I don't want anybody to see this. Because if, if somebody sees me spitting on you, I'm going to get arrested. we got a problem. Takes him out of town like this blind man willingly trusts Jesus. And then Jesus spits on his face. And then touches him and is like, can you see anything now? No. I can't. Thanks for that. What does the man? What does the man say? The man looked around. He's like, yeah, I can see people, and they're they're like, but I can't see them clearly because I got spit in my eye. And his eye, and, and he's like, they're just like trees walking around. Like I, I can see, but I can't really see. It's just kind of, it's kind of blurry. I, I can see, I can see, I can recognize that they're people because trees don't walk. Even, even a blind man knew that. Trees don't walk. It, it, the things that are moving in front of me are people, not trees. He's like, but they're like trees. That's all I can see. It's just a silhouette and, and they've got these bushy things on top of their heads. That's, oh, that's, what I'm telling. It's, 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 that's people trees. Jesus then placed his hands on the man's eyes again. And then his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. I don't think that it's any coincidence that Jesus teaches the disciples about bread and understanding. And the next thing he does is he opens someone's eyes to see clearly. I don't think it's any coincidence that Jesus says, I've been with you, there's baskets of leftovers, don't you understand yet? Because he says things like, you have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? There is a perspective change that needs to happen. I don't think it's any coincidence that Jesus' next teaching is that, hey, I know that there are moments that you're going to go through spit. Maybe you need a new bumper sticker. Spit does happen. We're in church. We're saved. All right. Spit happens. Sometimes there's going to be moments you don't understand. My prayer may not be, God, take the spit from me. Maybe my prayer needs to be, God, help me understand even with the spit on my face. Maybe it's my prayer is, I I may not be able to see clearly yet, but help me and my understanding to see clearly again. Because when an injury goes unhealed in our life, the first thing that goes, the first thing that's compromised is my ability to trust God with again. Maybe you have been dealing with feeling like God has let you down. But you don't dare say that. You don't dare mention that you feel like God's failed you. Because you would hear a message like this and no, God's never failed me, but it feels like God's failed me. Because I've ran out of people to blame for the disappointment that I'm dealing with. And so I feel like God is to blame, that I need to blame God for the problem and the, the spit that I'm going through. And to tell you the truth, that there's some times that God actually provides spit so that we can get our sight because you would never be able to see clearly unless you first had some spit you'd never be able to see past what you are going through unless you go through some spit so I would say no spit no sight some of you are dealing with the spit of life right now. It feels like your family has spit in your face. It feels like your job has spit in your face. It feels like your, your, your finances has spit in your face. It feels like the government has spit in your face. It feels like every time you turn on your phone, there's something that is spitting at you, and it's nasty, and it's horrible, and it's yucky, and things aren't right, and you're feeling like you're going through a lot of spit. But can I tell you that sometimes the spit is actually what produces the sight so it's not about God take the spit away God open my understanding so I can see clearly the thing that you have for me what was it that Jesus did he did it again because he wasn't willing for the man to be satisfied with seeing people as trees he wanted to see people as people Jesus was not willing for the man to settle for just seeing partially. He wanted him to see clearly. He wanted the disciples to understand. There's baskets of leftovers. I know right now you don't have bread. And and the blind man, all you can see is spit. But I want you to realize that on the other side of this, in the beyond, you're going to see clearer than you ever have. On the other side of this, you're going to look back and go, I thank God I had baskets of leftovers to keep me through. It's what Jesus told his disciples. Pray today. Give us today our daily bread. Or interpreted, give us tomorrow's provision today. It's the baskets of leftovers that God has and my question is can you celebrate what remains can you celebrate the leftovers that God has given you can you celebrate what you have because when you begin to celebrate the leftovers you're going to be able to move forward into what hasn't yet been revealed there's a season waiting for you that's not been revealed to you you've been blinded by the spit It's not clear yet. I don't know why my kid is struggling. I don't know why my wife or husband is dealing with this health situation. I don't know why we're dealing with the job problem. I don't know why we're dealing with the marriage situation. I don't know why we're going through this. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. And maybe that's been your prayer. Maybe that's been the silent thing that you have mentioned to God. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm going through it. I've done all the right things. I feel like the Holy Spirit is talking to someone in this moment today. You feel like, I've been a good person. I've done all the right things. I've said all the right stuff. I've, I've, I've invested my time wisely. I've, 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 I've done the things that God's asked me to do. So why am I going through spit? Why does it feel like when I try to get a leg up, all I do is get spit on. Why is it that my family turns against me when things are going good? And, or as Andrew and I were talking about the other day, why is it when, they, when things are going bad then everybody turns bad against us? It, just, it feels like there's moments where you just deal with the spit. But my question is, The same question Jesus had. But can you see clearly now? And if your answer to that is no, I would say this today. Then your prayer needs to be, will you touch me again? Because he began to see clearly on the second time. He didn't get it on the first serving. It was that midnight turkey snack when he got it. It was the second time around. And maybe today is your reminder of the miracle God's already done. But the vision, the sight is going to be opened when you look back at what he's already done. Because when you can see clearly what he's done, you're going to see clearly about what he can do. When you see clearly what he has done, you're going to be able to see clearly about what he can do. I don't know about you, but I've, I've noticed this, that just about the time you think you're empty is the time God will fill you up in an unexpected way. God just doesn't leave you high and dry. And as our band comes, I want to leave you with three baskets of leftovers that every one of us have. Write this down, take a picture of the screen, whatever it is. But this is your reminder today of three baskets of leftovers that every one of us have. So if you're in the extreme of the denial and the despair, let me remind you of some baskets that you have. Maybe you're in a moment that you're just now stepping into a season of confusion you don't know what this is going to produce maybe maybe this is that moment that you've been struggling with something internally for years you've been able to see people walking like trees but you haven't been able to clearly see the people and maybe you've been praying god deliver me from this or save me from this or get me out of this or get me through this or heal this or 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 whatever it is And maybe today your prayer is going to change to, God, help me understand your word. Because sometimes this word doesn't make sense in the moment. Sometimes the spit doesn't make sense in the moment. But your suffering is not for nothing, and it's only for now. In the beyond, on the other side of this, you get to carry the baskets of leftovers with you. The leftovers don't stay on one side, they go with you. And God wants you to fill up baskets of leftovers that He's blessed you with and provided for and healed and restored. And God's like, Will you just remember? that I took care of you in abundance even when I took care of the multitude. I was concerned that you would have more than enough while I fed everyone else. And oftentimes we can get in the pattern and habits of saying everyone else is getting healed and everyone else is getting a blessing and everyone else is getting provided for and everyone else is succeeding and everyone else is making a difference and everyone else is going on and everyone else is thriving and here am I. I can't even seem to move forward. And God's like, no, I want you to remember that while everyone else is receiving, you have baskets of leftovers waiting for you. God, open my understanding and touch my eyes again. What you spoke is still the same yesterday, today and forever and what you said will not return void to you and you will accomplish everything that you have said in fact Isaiah says it like this that the word of God is like seed on the ground and that God will water it and the snow will come and when it produces when it waters, when it gets in deep It's going to produce a great harvest. That's what the Word of God is like. That's what the Word of God is like. Sometimes you've got to go through the rain, snow, spit, to look back that God has already planted seeds that are going to be taken care of in your tomorrow. Your beyond is set up. So three baskets of leftovers God's hope everybody say God's hope this is what's ahead of us it's our hope of tomorrow, it's the hope of greater things, it's the hope of of God doing something great it's God's hope, this is a basket of leftovers that you have, why do we have hope? because God's done it before God's done it with others, so there's no reason why God can't do it for me there's hope so we say there's hope what's ahead of us it's God's celebration it's what's been done for us we celebrate what God has done for us we party over the things that God has done for us it's not a bread problem it's a word problem it's not a provision problem it's a perspective problem when I can look at all the things he's done for me then I want to celebrate and the third basket of leftovers that you have is God's beauty it's what's around us the whole earth is filled with his glory you have baskets of leftovers just sitting in this room today at the people that have prayed for you and you didn't even know that they prayed for you. Other people that have loved you and you didn't even know that you were loved. There are people that have called you when you were sick and you didn't even know that they knew you were sick. Or maybe you even got a phone call and you didn't even know that that person knew your name. But in this room today, you are sitting with the beauty of God all around you. You are sitting next to people who have stories that are going to liberate you into your beyond. They're going to set you on on trajectory for the greater things that God has in your future. There are some amazing things that God is waiting to unlock in your life if you'll say, all I do, all I can see is people walking like trees. You see what the man did that a lot of us don't do? Is that the man was honest with his sight. Anyone else like me that if somebody tells you something and you don't really understand, you say you understand? Oh, I got it. Because you're embarrassed to let on that I don't really understand? Or you just, you're like, I don't want them to explain, so I'm going to figure this out later? And really, you don't have a clear picture? Anybody else in the house, or am I just the only... The man was honest where he was. Maybe the reason why we're not seeing clearly is because of an honesty issue. Maybe we're unwilling to say, God, I can't see clearly what's next. I don't understand. God, I don't really get it. I don't know why I've gone through this or why I'm dealing with this. I I don't really understand. And the moment you give honest conversation to God, and you say, I want you to touch me again. Speak to me again, God. Help my understanding. is the moment that you are going to be able to see clearly. as you stand all over the room this morning, Isaiah 46 and 9 says this. Remember the things I have done in the past. For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it ever happens. Everything I plan." Come to pass for I do whatever I wish. That's the God you served. God's like, I'll tell you the future before it even happens, and I'll do whatever I want to do. I'm God. This is my life. This is your life. I rule it. This is this is my world, my kingdom. You're subject to it. Like, this is God. God's like, I've got this under control. But God, I've got spit on my face. I don't have enough bread. I'll do whatever I want. I can tell you your future before it ever happens. If you'll remember the things that I have done in the past, it's going to give you a good picture of what he's capable of doing in the future. can remember what he's done in the past, and he's healed, he's restored, and he's blessed, now he's provided. If you can remember the leftovers, the second time, the second touch, the second serving is what's going to give you clear eyes. conversation with God right now of the things that you can't see clearly? Would you have an honest conversation with God right now of things that you don't understand? And would you just pray, God, open my eyes again. Disciples didn't even get bread, they just had to have an honest conversation. Where they were and what they were doing. So, Father, today, would you open our eyes again that we may understand what you have in store for us? Only you can tell our future. Doubt does not tell my future. Fear does not tell my future. Lack of provision doesn't tell my future. Hardship doesn't tell my future. Pain does not tell my future. You're the only one who can tell my future. And there's baskets of leftovers waiting for me to tap into and eat. There's words that you have spoken that are waiting to be fulfilled. So, Father, today I'm praying that every eye is open so they can see clearly the things that you have in. of this room today with just temporary sight, but may they walk out with permanent sight. May they walk out today not with cloudy vision, but with clear vision. May they walk out not blinded, but may they walk out seeing and walking in faith today, Father, I pray, restore their sight in your name today. Restore understanding Restore perspective, and may they see the goodness of God all around them. May they tap into the baskets today, the baskets of celebration, the baskets of hope, and the baskets of beauty. May they tap into it and realize that you are always with them, never failing, and you have greater things than they ever could think, imagine, or hope for that the beyond is going to be greater than they have ever experienced in their life. Today, Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. May their eyes be opened. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.